Because yeah, it really so... does look like a dick, Mike. It does. Radio Drone. Welcome to another Thursday night waste of time. I am Josh Hadley. With me is Alex Jowski. This is bullshit. And then Cecil's not available this week. He had something unexpected come up or out. So we got Mike White from the projection booth back again. Hello, hello, hello. Mike, I know you do this for the projection booth. Can you do an Adam and Eve promo for Radio Drone? Oh, see, I was smart enough to pre-record that one, so I never have to say it again. But <laughs> I imagine it's rather similar that you get, is it 15% off? 50. 50%. Holy cow, 50%? Oh my half God. off! Half off of any one item, almost any one item at adamandeve.com. When you mention the promo code... Jerome. Over at adamandeve.com, that gives you 50% off of one item. It is it your entire order? It's one item. It, it, and then it gives you item. free shipping, and then it gives you a free gift. You also get three free DVDs, though, as well. Holy cow! I know. It's like it's like the offer that just will not end. Well, it just did, because that was the end. Well, oh well, that was anticlimactic. So, tonight we're going to talk about... It's not going to be necessarily related to posters in totality. We're going to talk about strange marketing changes in movies. For instance, we I found this list on moviepostercollectors.com that showed a bunch of recalled movie posters, which we're going to be discussing, and then there's more on top of this. So, in general, what do you think about just the whole fact of altering a movie's poster, whether it be for you changed something within the movie or... You had some product in there that pissed somebody off, or more often than not, something in the real world ended up affecting your movie, the movie poster. If it's the poster, that's fine, because, you know, it doesn't change the actual movie. I could understand, okay, maybe, you know, this thing on the poster is in bad taste, or maybe it's horribly misleading. Or if they're trying to appeal to a different market, you know, where they'll focus on something else. I really, I, I don't have too much of a problem with it i think it's kind of funny more than anything i there are some grown worthy ones but most of the time i just feel kind of bad because dealing in marketing and advertising and stuff myself is kind of part of my day job i totally know that pain of working so hard on something and then having one stupid little thing kind of trip you up and needing to make a change and when it comes to stuff that's already gone out to the market it's such a pain in the ass so i can really appreciate what some of these poor folks who are in the marketing departments have had to go through well like one of the examples that they give on this is arguably one of the most famous title changes ever revenge of the jedi to return of the jedi i get the fact of why they changed the title i actually kind of agree with lucas on that that jedis at least where they were in the franchise at that point, would not seek revenge. But at the same time, really, you thought of it that late that the posters were already out? Wouldn't you think that would have happened a smidge earlier in the campaign? 
Well, I think this was also at a particular time when Lucas was going through a lot of personal issues and stuff when he didn't necessarily have that voice of reason to kind of talk to him about stuff and vet things out. The first few Star Wars films were really kind of made, I won't say by committee, but they were made with a lot of help from his friends. And I think by this time... It was all Lucas all the time, and I mean, he's made a lot of bad decisions over the years, and I think this was just one of those things, <laughs> too. I, I kind of agree with you as well that really, you know, there shouldn't be revenge at this point. Not that the Sith really get revenge either, but anyway, yeah, so I I, I, I love the title, and I love the image of Revenge of the Jedi, but and yeah, and I think they totally should have thought this through a little bit more before they kind of went off the deep end. And this wasn't even a teaser poster. This was full-fledged campaign. So I can understand when it comes to a teaser, maybe you've got some things wrong or different and then you change it. But yeah, title's usually one of those things you want to kind of lock down. I agree with that, especially that late in the game to change it up because you've already sold this. There's a lot of times where movies will have a working title. Like, Snakes on a Plane was never intended to be called Snakes on a Plane. It was like, we're working on this project that is has a working title of Snakes on a Plane, but they leave that, and everyone's like, we want this title for the movie. Like, I'm sure their original title, I, they, they had some other title for it that was really dumb. But by the time you get to that point, shouldn't the title be locked down? If you're going to be sending yeah. out posters, you should have the title locked down by that point, I would think. If you've sent the posters, if you're like, this is the poster, we're not changing it. Because I've seen posters for movies that they made before they actually released those posters. I, I did test audience stuff for movies that had a different name. And they're like, this is the poster for the movie, like for Assassins. That was originally called Dead Reckoning and had like a really horrible, what is that, sepia tone poster. I want to say Edge of Tomorrow was not called Edge of Tomorrow until fairly late in the game, that it was still under the original short story or, or, or book title of All You Need Is Kill for the longest time. And then finally, near the end, they changed it to Edge of Tomorrow, which I don't think was it was an OK title, but I don't think that that was either a really gripping title. And the poster art for that was really kind of meh, which is a shame because it was a great movie. Now, this next one, I didn't know about. Mike, you being a Tarantino fan, you might know more about this one. But apparently the original Pulp Fiction poster had a pack of Lucky Strike cigarettes sitting on the bed, and she was reading the book Harlot Heart. And then apparently both the publisher of Harlot Heart and Lucky Strike had issues with this, so they changed the cigarettes to a generic brand, strangely enough, not Red Apple, but whatever, and to the actual Pulp Fiction novelization that she's reading on the cover of Pulp Fiction. I didn't remember that one. Is it right that Lucky Strike got pissed off for that or Harlot Heart? I mean, at what point is it you cannot use our brand? I'm just including this because it's real. I mean, you know, it, it's not necessarily product placement. It's something else. I think that's one of those things where it's like you can't use somebody else's copyright image. You know, the the like the image of Lucky Strikes is copyright. Like the same reason you have to cover up, you know, brands when you're shooting a movie. Unless you unless you're in an agreement with them, you you can't show that Pepsi logo. You know, I was actually kind of surprised by this one as well, especially I did the exact same thing that you probably did as far as looking at that Lucky Strikes pack and thinking, oh, well, they probably switched it to Red Apple, you know, being an inside Tarantino thing. No, not at all. I was also kind of surprised by some of the changes to like the font and 
using more of the title font and all that kind of stuff. But yeah, no, I actually, I was, I was unaware of that and I can see why they had to change those though. I would think lucky strike maybe shouldn't necessarily get mad about that. I would consider it a, a lucky break as it were. And considering how good the film did, it would have been. Yeah, you would think. I mean, I can understand like being very protective of your own brand and stuff, but sometimes, hey, just take it as it comes, man. If they're using this your brand and on the uh, the poster, and you know, I, I would think that the Surgeon General would have more of a problem with this poster than Lucky Strike would. And I'm actually kind of shocked to see that she has a lit cigarette in the poster because now, you know, that could it was get the nineties film rated x yeah it was the 90s it was a different time man oh yeah i mean i just watched Candyman last night people are smoking in every frame of that movie no matter where they are they're in hospitals smoking in that movie you know what i miss i miss 70s cop shows when the fucking coroner is smoking during the autopsy i miss that <laughs> that is good well and then then we go to the james bond view to a kill the reason the original poster was pulled was, af- again, this is awful late in the game for this. It was decided, we really don't like how white his suit is on the cover, so we need to change that. Again, shouldn't marketing have noticed that before, two weeks before the movie is going to come out? Yeah, if anything, I think it, that white tuxedo or white jacket it just kind of offsets how dark uh grace jones is on the this poster image i mean she's barely visible because she's all kind of thrown into like a bluish light statue kind of yeah and it's just i have more problems with that weird yellow background and this kind of pink uh square that she's popping out of it's like who designed this it kind of reminds me of those those crappy illustrations that they used to use on like the Duran Duran covers and stuff. Yeah. I was like, who, what, what is this style of graphics that you're doing? And she's look, she looks like she's, I know she's taller than Roger Moore probably, but she looks like she's about two feet taller than Roger Moore. She looks more like a Wookiee. (laughs) Well, the white suit. Yeah. It's part of one of the ugliest posters I've seen. Uh, Mike's right. It does have that Duran Duran feel to it though. It looks, she looks like Rio. That white suit, I mean, well, his legs, too. And his, his, he's got one big foot and one little tiny gimpy baby foot. It looks like they just cut him out of construction paper and slapped Roger Moore's face on some kid's cut and paste. There you go, shitting all over the work of a five-year-old. You know what? You're an evil bastard, Jowski. No wonder it was a while before we got licensed to kill. <laughs> okay, th- then let's move on to the next one. Empire Strikes Back. Now, I remember this poster, the the poster of Han holding Leia and Luke on the Tauntaun and all all these various scenes superimposed over Darth Vader's head. It was pulled only weeks before release when Billy D. Williams complained, I'm a main character in this movie. Why am I not on the poster? Are you racist? I don't see that as racism. I see that more as... Honestly, if you put anything from Lando on here, it kind of kills the plot twist of him, doesn't it? With In that case, they should have said, okay, Billy D, we'll make a poster just for you, and it's just a big picture of Lando. Even, we'll even change the movie to Star Wars, Lando. Just well, to fight him. Well, well you, know 20th century, you know 20th Century Fox didn't want to be accused of racism, so they were like, yeah, leaving the only black actor in the Star Wars franchise that appears on camera up to this point off of it? Probably not wise for race relations in this franchise. You know, they don't necessarily, as 
let, let me look at this thing again. I, I don't see Yoda in here either. So if I was Frank Oz, I'd be really pissed off about this. But see, okay, Yoda I'll give because you as the viewer are not supposed to know that the little trolley guy is Yoda. Oh. See? Plot twist. No, I, I'm kind of with you guys. I, I don't really think that it would make that much sense to, to put him on here. I know that Billy D was, you know, pretty darn big actor at this point and everything, but... Um, Colt 45, yeah, boy! Yeah, I just, I don't necessarily think that it should have, I don't know, focused on him as much. You know, I would think there were other things that come to mind first when I think of Empire Strikes Back, such as... Boba Fett, you know, you're not going to feature Boba Fett on there either. So I don't know. Yeah, now you would. I mean, now really, like that's the one of the central images when it comes to that. But yeah, I mean, I'm looking through like galleries and galleries of Empire Strikes Back posters and Lando's in most of them, which is nice. But then I'm looking at who else is in some of these and it's like, okay, yeah, most of the time you get Yoda with Lando, but that's post um, release of the film. Well, and then we then we move on to the Omen. Now, the original poster had the creepy little boy up in the corner, it had Damien up in the corner, and then his shadow was forming an upside-down cross. Take a guess who found that offensive. So they had to pull that poster, and now his shadow was forming a wolf, which isn't nearly as interesting or eye-catching, I think. So way to cave into idiotic pressure. Well, in fact, it totally changes what the movie might be about. You see the upside-down cross, you know, okay, this is a devil movie. You see, like, the shadow of a wolf, you're like, is this a werewolf movie? You know, it's it becomes misleading. I totally agree. I mean, I really – I think that religious symbolism is powerful for a reason, and if you're going to go that way – Go for it, and I don't know. I, I don't. I, I'm amazed that in the '70s, of all the things that were going on in the world, that this was something enough to upset people. If they really want to get upset, they should see some of the sequels. And then, well, then we go on to the the usual suspects. This one, I think, they're being nitpicky over. They ended up pulling the poster because it's a poster of of all the guys, but you can clearly see on Kevin Spacey's wrist that he is wearing a watch or bracelet on his right wrist, which gives away the twist ending. Here's the thing. Unless you've seen the movie, you don't know that's a giveaway. How many people were going to notice what arm his watch was on? That, I think, you're just being nitpicky at this point. Yeah, that's being incredibly nitpicky. That's horribly nitpicky. Yeah, I don't even remember what that has to do with the movie, so... I would be more concerned that the trailer gives something away than the poster does. I mean, that's that's kind of nuts, especially because I would assume, just because I'm familiar with it, that any and all images that are going to be on a poster have been manip- manipulated like crazy. You know, negatives have been flipped. People have been airbrushed. So I'm not really going to get too bent out of shape. Like if I went to the movie and said, oh, my God, Gabriel Burns tie is different than the poster. See, I'm the nitpicky asshole that would, though. Yeah, Josh, Josh is so would. It's like, oh, the poster had a blue tie in, in, in the movie. It was Periwinkle. This is bullshit. Okay, first, fuck you. I would have never said Periwinkle. I don't even know what color that actually is. Now, since we're jumping all over timeline here, let's go to night back to 1986. Aliens. Remember the poster with Ripley holding Newt in the flamethrower in the egg chamber? That was the initial release poster? That was pulled because... I guess vanity Sigourney Weaver, who had it in her contract that she was, she 
that she had final say on old posters, she didn't like the way she looked. That's all I can find about it. Didn't say it made her look fat. Didn't say, like, you know, her hair looked terrible. Just she didn't like the way she looked. So they pulled that entire ad campaign and put out the black poster with just the Aliens logo that most theaters ended up with. Do you think that's vanity or is is that just stupidity? I can understand kind of where she's coming from. I don't think personally that she looks bad on this poster, but I've seen, you know, there was a great interview with um, the girl that played Veronica Mars on, I think, I think it was Conan or one of those BS shows. And she showed what her Veronica Mars action figure looks like, looks nothing at all like her. And it's like, how did this thing get made and get out there? And it just looks horrible. And it's a bad reflection on the company that made it. It's a bad reflection on her. So I totally see where stars come from when it comes to having say, when it comes to their image and everything. And it's kind of funny that in the next film, there would be, uh, I think there was like a little bit of a a dust up when it came to um, uh, Michael Bean's image being used in the film, like a, a single still of him. And yet like, you see that, but then you don't see Newt at all, which is kind of funny because she didn't ha- give permission to have her image used. So I don't know. I, when it comes to this kind of stuff, I, I don't think that Sigourney looks bad in here, but you know, you got to run it past people, especially when they have that in their contract. You got to follow the rules here, folks. She's right. She does look kind of dumb in that, but she's got like this look on her face. But you know what? She doesn't make the poster. The movie can market it however they want. They already paid her, so you can shut your dumb whore mouth, man, woman. Wow, um, Mike, I- I'm seeing a little bit of underlying anger there, aren't you? <laughs> maybe. Jeez, Alex. <laughs> wow. I mean, I don't. I, maybe if I saw this thing blown up, but from the representation that I'm seeing, she doesn't look too bad. I mean, I've seen way worse airbrushing. You know, this was pre-photoshop but uh you know kind of composite work here yeah i've seen worse but yeah i can understand why she would be like ah whatever take it off of there kill it talking talk about killing it next we come to the original poster for bamboozled it is incredibly racist it is a blackface baby image from like the 1920s or 30s eating a giant piece of watermelon in front of a cotton field now personally Considering that the point of the movie is how bad racism is still in media, I don't see why this was controversial. I actually think it sells Bamboozled quite well, but of course, Al Sharpton and other people threw a hissy fit, so they had to completely pull the Bamboozled poster, which, I'm sorry, that's bullshit. It's a good-looking poster, considering the point it was trying to make. Well, obviously, Pueblo didn't get the memo that that poster was pulled because that's the one they had at theaters that sold me on seeing the movie in the first place. Hey, just because a poster is recalled doesn't mean they end up sending them back. There's a difference. I live in a very liberal town. I'm surprised they put it up in the first place. Yeah, I personally, I didn't know that this one was recalled because this is the image that I think of when I think of Bamboozled. And I can't really, you know, there's another poster image that's out there with two of the stars in it, and they're in the black on black face kind of stuff. I, I think that the, the I guess you would call her a pickaninny, I think that she sells the movie better than that one does. And I think that this fits right in with exactly what the movie was trying to say. Yeah, I think this one was just political correctness run amok. And then we go to Austin Powers' gold member. 
I can't stand the Austin Powers movies, but that's no reason to have pulled it. Apparently, MGM filed an infringement claim claiming that Goldmember being the same font as Goldfinger might confuse people. Now, considering it's a parody of the James Bond movies, isn't that the point? Right. And you've clearly got Austin Powers between this woman's legs. Um, yeah, I, I just don't I don't see it. I don't see where they're coming from. And, you know, Goldfinger was, what, 30 years before with this one? So it's, not like, they're, it's not like they're even in the habit at this point. Yeah, it's might, maybe more like 50 they're not re-releasing films like they used to, you know? So it's not like, oh, the 40th anniversary, 50th anniversary of Goldfinger is coming your way. So, yeah, I think it's just stupid. No, the next one I actually can see, but I actually can't believe it made it past past the promotions department in the first place with nobody thinking that this, this would be a problem. Dick Tracy was one of the first movies that I remember where you got – you had the theatrical poster and then you had the other posters – that were like, you know, one of Madonna, one of Dick Tracy, one of Pacino, etc., etc., each of a different character. Well, Madonna's is just a, uh, like a comic book image of her that says, mind if I call you Dick? She says that in the movie, so it makes sense. But at the same time, you had to know that was going to be taken out of context and be controversial, didn't you? Considering that those individual posters are the kinds they'd put up on bus stops... And I'd see them on my way to school every morning. Just this picture of this ugly woman saying, talking about Dick. I didn't know any of the movie yet. Yeah, it was kind of weird. You got to kind of figure. I mean, it, <laughs> I, I just want to say, though, you know, we we're talking about Sigourney Weaver's image on this. If I was Madonna, I would be pissed because she, she looks, looks terrible, horrible. Oh, my God. Like, cover up one half of her face with your hand and then cover up the other. It's two different people. I mean, it just it looks terrible and her eyes. Just look so f- up. It's and just, her eyebrows look like she has caterpillars above her eyes. Oh, God, yeah. So I find that more objectionable than I do the mind if I call you dick thing. But I would think they would have had a date on there. I mean, we, we had such a great advertising campaign just, what was it, the year before with Batman and just showing the date in the bat symbol. You would think that they would have been smart enough to have this kind of, you know, strange image, let's call it, with this kind of weird line below it but with a date you would think maybe, that they... maybe it was one of those like stealth marketing things where they just put something out there and don't tell you what it's for yeah well give me a date then tell tell me what you know when will i be able to figure out what this is well you, you brought up batman the next one would be batman returns which is just an outline of batman's head with the word returns on it now they pulled this one, I think, for the right reason, for being too plain. They wanted something a little closer to what we ended up getting. For whatever reason, when they pulled this Batman Returns poster, they kept this in all the comic book advertising. This image was probably on the back of ev- the back cover of every single DC comic that came out that year. So apparently, it was too plain for the movies. It was just fine for comic book fans. But I guess you're kind of speaking to the audience who will instantly recognize that shape, I guess. You know, I'm just talking about the Batman advertising campaign, which to me was one of the most successful campaigns ever. This whole idea of just giving us the bat symbol with 
the date. You know, I think it was what six nineteen eighty nine or something. And though I will have to say that my mom was not able to understand what that Batman symbol was, she thought it was Goofy's mouth. So try to unsee <laughs> that now. Try to look at that and not see Goofy's mouth when you see that now, because that's what I always think of. I think that this Batman Returns poster is completely fitting with that, and I kind of like that not only, you know, it's it's building on a previous movie and building on a previous ad campaign, so I think this is kind of cool. Well, do you know what does look like Goofy's mouth? I told you. <laughs> it looks like teeth. No, with the Batman Returns poster, really, they both sell the same image. I mean... The difference between the two is just semantics. And yeah, I was more familiar with the one that was on the back of every comic I was reading. We're going to be talking politics here because we can't avoid it. When this first Spider-Man trailer came out, I thought, eh, that's interesting. And then you remember the original poster has Spider-Man just looking over the city and there is the reflection of the Twin Towers in his eye. Well, then September 11th happened and they went, no, get anything with 9-11 imagery out of here. So that poster's pulled, that trailer's pulled. Do you think they were right, or was that just overreactionary? At the time of Spider-Man, it was right, because it was still fresh, okay? Nowadays, it's just dumb. It's dumb. At that time, it was reactionary. I could understand why, because it was fresh and had just happened. So that is an instance where, yeah, they kind of did the right thing. Yeah, that was an open wound for the U.S., and I can totally see wanting to just get away from that as much as possible, and that's the last thing we need in our popular entertainment is any sort of reference to that, so I can completely see this. I think it's kind of funny because really it's like, to me, summer of 2013 is one of the summers that is was most filled with 9-11 coming to terms with it in popular culture. We've had movies before that have dealt with it, of course, but there were so many films like Star Trek Into Darkness and Iron Man 3 and Man of Steel that were just really addressing it kind of as head-on as some of these popular entertainment films can do. But, you know, and this is, what, 12 years after the fact? So it was definitely way too soon to have Spider-Man with any kind of reference to 9-11 going on in there or any kind of reference to the Twin Towers. So, But I do find that some of the other stuff has been a little too much when it comes to that. Well, then what about Sidewalks of New York, the crappy Edward Burns romantic comedy? That is just, a, it's like a pastiche of a bunch of photos that form a larger image. The shape is of the Twin Towers. That also was immediately recalled. I don't agree with what with whitewashing, though. That basically, I don't know, I agree it was an open wound. I'm not arguing with you on, on either of you on that. But I also think pretending that the that the World Trade Center never existed is also kind of insulting too, isn't it? I find Edward Burns more insulting, personally. Fair enough. I'm going to go with Mike here. Yeah, Edward Burns is rather repulsive. Well, what about James Gandolfini and Robert Redford's The Last Castle? The movie started to get promoted prior to 9-11, 
its poster is is a prison with an upside down American flag in it. An upside down American flag is an indicator. It's a symbol of distress. After 9/11, they went, uh, oh no 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 no, get that out of there, out 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 out, and they pulled that poster. Again, I think you're trying. That's not even related to 9/11, so that I think is overreactionary. That is overreactionary, yeah. It's a fine line, but yeah, I think that definitely passes it, crosses it. Well, then then let's go to the Sex Pistols. Okay, when they re-released the great rock and roll swindle, they they made like an American Express card that says Sex Pistols on it, and you know it says Virgin Records and the valid date or the dates of the movies and things like that. Well, American Express sued, saying that that Virgin, the distributor of the movie, had to pull it, and they actually ended up paying thirty thousand pounds. It's a British film to American Express over this. Again, I'm going, there's a difference between copying something and satirizing something. Clearly satire. I don't know. I I would think that they could have done a better job when it came to obfuscating what this is. I, I, I don't know. I, I kind of can see American Express was coming from when it comes to this, but at some point... I don't know. It's like at some point the brand kind of belongs to the public a little bit more. But really, if you're using this for an advertisement, you're basically taking someone else's brand and using that for your ad. And I just don't necessarily see it. I kind of agree with Amex on this. Yeah, I'm going to have to I'll, I'll agree with Mike on this one. With movies, you, you can go too far using somebody else's brand. The Sex Pistols, they were such a great band when it came to graphics. I mean, that image of the queen with the the eyes gone and the safety pin through the nose and this kind of stuff i mean hell go back to something like that if you're gonna re-release this movie or just i don't know use the image of sid vicious on those stairs and that white coat and everything maybe maybe recycle that image of of roger moore but just kind of paste sid vicious's head on him you know there's so much more you could do than this kind of this is pretty lame advertising now this next one I remember a lot because this is right when I was this is right when I was getting out of middle school and going into high school. Friday the Thirteenth Part Eight, Jason Takes Manhattan. I remember my theater had up the original the I Heart New York sign that Jason is slashing straight down the middle. New York City, the Board of Tourism got pissed and they sued over the use of the I Love New York slogan, which I think that's ridiculous that you could even trademark such a thing. But, you know, because that's just a general phrase. But I remember when that one got pulled. That, that, that I think, is also overreactionary. I think Paramount should have stood their ground on that one. It's not the phrase, I love New York, that's copyrighted. It's that specific Trademark image. Trademark, specifically. Yeah, it's that specific image. That font with the heart. That one is trademarked. If they'd used a different font, maybe they could have gotten away with it. But they had used a trademarked image. So they couldn't fight it in that regard. I mean, they didn't have to change it to that stupid one that's on the VHS cover, just a big hockey mask over wannabe Manhattan. Okay, so this is like disnification has happened or is going on, and they're cleaning up New York and everything. So I, I imagine that this was more political than just the use of this trademarked phrase and symbol. So I imagine that there was probably more of a, a push about how dare you put this murderer, this serial killer inside of New York City. So I, 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 that would be my conspiracy theory as far as what happened with this. Well, then we move from that to clockers. 
we're talking about Spike Lee a lot. He has a lot of issues with posters. Yes. <laughs> I mean, Alex, you, Cecil, and I talked about the old boy plagiarism things, and he seems to have an issue with posters. Well, his poster for Clockers, the original one, was four bullet shots and a dismembered body all done just in shadow, very, very reminiscent of Anatomy of a Murder. So reminiscent that Saul Bass, the designer of the Anatomy of a Murder poster, I, I guess he must own that image because he personally sued Spike Lee over the Clockers poster, which well, they eventually it, ended up changing. If he drew the image, he, he, he owns it. But I would it. assume the studio would own it. That's why I'm just surprised that, that it was like not Paramount or whatever studio it was, that it was Saul Bass himself that sued over it. Yeah, I say good for him. It, it is really, really similar, too. I mean, even the angle of the body parts, and that's most likely what Spike Lee was going for. He was most likely going for a callback to that. It just was a little too close. It's a callback by doing the exact same thing. Well, it's, it's kind a, of Spike Lee's cinema as well. I mean, you, I remember in Clockers, there were so many shots that were, you know, this overhead bright light kind of kind of blowing out the image too much. And I was just like, didn't I just see this recently in a, in a Martin Scorsese film? So he's... He's always one to kind of rip off other people when it comes to his his filmmaking, so I'm not surprised that his posters have been controversial as well. Well, and then they eventually just released it with just a, a normal chalk outline instead of the sort of abstract blackness. It is a lot blander of a poster, I'll just say. Leaving any controversy out, the original Clockers poster is much more eye-catching, honestly. Well, of course the original... The, the... The poster they did after the fact is a lot less catchy. It's missing Saul Bass's artwork. Funny that Saul Bass didn't approve of that, huh? Well, then we move to Deadline. Well, the the poster for Deadline, and this one I don't think they were too reactionary over. It's a picture of Brittany Murphy looking lifeless like she committed suicide in a bathtub. And then in real life, she was found dead in a bathtub shortly thereafter. Yeah, I can see why that got pulled. That That's just being human, I think. Yeah, I can see that. I mean, I, if memory serves, she didn't she die right around the time of that movie where she was like the crazy girl and she's like, I'll never tell with her finger and all that stuff. That was kind of years later, I think. Okay. No, years later. I think I might have watched that right after she died. And that was just kind of creepy to me to see her in that role. But yeah, I, I can totally understand that. That would be like, you know, releasing a Doors poster with Jim Morrison in a bathtub thought the same thing honestly funny how we both went to jim morrison but okay weird yeah looking at the poster i could see why especially if it was right around the time she died because it was re it, relatively close if she wasn't dead yeah it's a great poster but if she, she if it was around the time she died yeah it can be seen as tasteless again the public doesn't know how far in advance those posters are made the general public thinks this poster was drawn and printed yesterday and that also leads into the next one grindhouse now, I didn't even know they changed this one, because the Grindhouse poster that I bought, I, I ordered one before the movie came out. I knew I'd like Grindhouse that much. That it initially said it had the poster for Planet Terror and Death Proof within inset within the Grindhouse poster, and it was taglined two and a half hours of pure dynamite. That's the poster I have hanging on my wall right now. Apparently, they hadn't locked down the final cut of the movie yet. So when the final cut of the movie, with all the fake trailers and whatnot, exceeded three hours, they're like, okay, that two and a half hours thing is kind of bullshit now. So they pulled that and re-released it with two great movies for the price of one. That one I'll buy because of the fact that 
you changed the content of the film so the poster then became false advertising. But I've got the two and a half hours of pure dynamite one on my wall right now. I didn't even know that was a rare version, so fine. And when you get to the two and a half hour point, it doesn't matter how much longer the movie is. <laughs> it's too damn long anyway. Well, it's technically not a movie. It's two movies as a movie. You know what I mean. I know. I know. But to sit in the theater that long. And, and really, you, you can just walk out after Planet Terror. Yeah, uh, and that's honestly, what a lot of people can. did. And Yeah, you can because I don't like Death Proof. Yeah, and if memory serves, I mean, that was one of the big problems with the film was that people didn't understand the concept of a double feature and people were leaving rightly so after the first one so and i i I don't know if either tagline necessarily would help with that i think they should have had almost a a little thing at the beginning to let people know you know stay tuned for more kind of thing but there's two goddamn movies right after planet terror have words on the screen saying this movie is only halfway through don't get up yet exactly don't leave after the don't trailer yeah so i I don't know. I had more problems with the other poster from Grindhouse where it was uh, Rose McGowan looking over her shoulder and it was just kind of riff on another older poster, which to me was kind of more of a a ripoff. But when it comes to, you know, your movie's called Grindhouse, you should be able to put whatever kind of hyperbole, whatever kind of BS that you want on it, because the original posters were just kind of filled with that. So, meh. Well, and then we move to, no, this is the UK poster for Hannibal. It's it's a picture of Anthony Hopkins as Hannibal Lecter, but it's cut up into quads, almost like he's pinhead, and then stitched back together. It was recalled for being, quote, too gruesome. Honestly, it is a little gruesome f- to just be having in the theater if you're going taking your kids to see something else in that same theater. It's a little graphic for, for that kind of a for that kind of, an, kind of an environment, really. I can agree with that. I can agree with, like, let's take the kids to see, you know, Toy Story 2, walk into the theater, down the hallway. What the fuck is that? So I, I completely agree. This was kind of gross, and I don't know if they're trying to play for that image of, um, you know, him in the previous film when he cut the guy's face off, or if they were going for the Gary Oldman kind of thing. Or if it was just trying to be cool, but yeah, this was this was pretty bad. One of many bad ideas when it comes to Hannibal. This one actually wasn't pulled from the theater. Poster for The Little Mermaid was never pulled, because you've got one of the towers in the background that's clearly a cock. That was not pulled, because they used that same image for the VHS cover. They ended up recalling the VHS for this. So this one wasn't a this one wasn't a poster recall, it was a VHS recall. Now, as a dad in this era, I remember this one very, very thoroughly. Oh, yeah. I still have it. We were kids and people had pointed it out. Oh, look, there's a dick in it. We'd be like, oh, he, 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 you know, look, look, there it is. And it was just like this naughty little thing we'd laugh about. Well, I happen to actually know the guy who drew this cover. And he assures me, person to person, that he didn't draw a dick on here. It just ended up looking like a dick? Because yeah, it really so, does look like a dick, Mike. It does. It it looks like a dick, but, you know, uh, we've got a water tower in Ypsilanti that looks very much like this. And, you know, everybody calls it the dick, but sometimes things just look like dicks. Well, then let's uh, zip to 1990, the original poster for Predator 2. Now, I do remember when my theater put up this teaser poster. 
when they they started teasing it, you know, around Halloween, mid-November, because the movie came out at Christmas, it was Bill Paxton's skull and spine being held up by the Predator while standing on top of a building. It was recalled for being too gruesome. Now, there's no gore hanging off the spine or anything. This one, I do not think was too gruesome, unlike the Hannibal poster. This, and it's, it, this is all painted. It looks like a comic book cover, honestly. I don't think this one was too gruesome. It's a very striking image. and The red would, and black play against each other really nice. Yeah, and it kind of looks like the city's on fire or at a sunrise or sunset with that orange behind them and everything. And I, I personally wouldn't mind something like this hanging up in, in my basement. I don't find it that gruesome. The thing where this poster crosses the line is you've got all of this imagery there, but then it says, This Christmas. Yeah, that's a little much. That is a little much there. Hunting season opens again this Christmas. Yeah, not really a Christmas film. Well, and the fact <laughs> that it's the, it was the first film ever to be rated NC-17, they knew what they were doing by that point, too. They knew that this film was... Honestly, I'm surprised when it just comes to Predator 2 that the R-rated version's rated R. I can't believe that that's not the NC-17 version that was released, because this movie's graphic as hell for a Christmas film. Twilight of the Dead slash Gates of Hell slash City of the Living Dead. This is one of those Italian movies that, you know, had tons and tons of titles. In America, it was Gates of Hell, but originally it was it was called Twilight of the Dead. Now, at this point, George Romero was considering making a fourth of the Dead film that was going to be called Twilight of the Dead. Now, he hadn't copyrighted it. He hadn't trademarked it. He just got pissed off and threatened to sue them for, quote, ripping off Night of the Living Dead. I think this, in this case, they shouldn't have pulled it because Romero was just being a big whiner. I remember really looking forward to Twilight of the Dead. This like, one or Romero's? Romero's that never happened. Well, eventually it was Land of the Dead. But for years, it was like, oh, he's making Twilight of the Dead. So that would have confused me to see that. It's not Romero's business to get pissed about it. Can you not have anything called Of the Dead if you want to? I mean, we've got a lot of Of the Dead kind of stuff. I would think you would have been more upset about um, Zombie, the, the Fulci movie, or what were they calling that, Day of the Dead 2 or something. So, I don't know. Sorry, George. You don't own Of the Dead, and I can make you know Noon of the Dead if I want well, then we move to People vs. Larry Flint. Now, I do remember this poster getting pulled. It is Woody Harrelson in an American flag diaper crucified against a woman in a bikini's crotch with People vs. Larry Flint stamped on it. Now, that's actually a takeoff of a classic Hustler cover, so I get what they were going for. But yeah, that is really pushing the boundaries of what 1996 was going to allow in a theater for graphicness. I can see why some people complained about that, but I also see why the marketing department used that because it's it's a very hustler image. Also very misleading. It looks like Woody Harrelson is jumping out to say, no, you won't see this pussy. I didn't think of it that way, but now I kind of see it. Then what about the 10th anniversary of Rocky Horror Picture Show, where it was a giant four-layer chocolate cake with all, with all of the main Rocky Horror people as Barbies standing on the cake. Mattel, they didn't have the right to use Barbies. 
I oh, think I that's just being say. nitpicky because they're not calling them Barbies. They don't look like any Barbie. They just were the Barbie was the source of where they made the figures from. I, I will call nitpicky on that one. That's majorly nitpicky. I mean, especially because looking at the poster, this was not a general release poster. I mean, it was Beacon a 10th Theater re-release. Yeah. So, and it looks like it's uh, limited to just a few theaters. So, well, and then we go to this one. I completely agree with being pulled for two reasons. The Halle Berry Catwoman should have been pulled because the movie is one of the worst ever made. But the poster says cat her in IMAX this summer. The movie ended up being such a bomb it was never released in IMAX, so poster was a lie. It should have, yeah, I agree with you that it should have been pulled because it is just horrible taste to encourage people to watch that movie. Yeah, it is. It's horrible. Absolutely horrible. And Yeah, I, I don't know. I, like, were people really going to track this one down in IMAX and be super disappointed? Dude, you haven't seen Catwoman until you've seen it in IMAX, man. I know, I know, like, a lot of people say that it sucks, but you gotta see it in IMAX, man. You gotta see it in 3D. It's fucking like gravity, you know? It's an immersive experience. You feel like you're right there with those bad special effects right in your face. Now we go to Juice. The original poster for Juice had Tupac holding a little gun. And then after his incident... They ended up just photoshopping the gun out, so it looks like he's just wrapping his hands around nothing. It's honestly kind of awkward, because it clearly looks like he's still supposed to be holding something in the redone poster, doesn't it? I do see the difference here. He's holding a gun, and then it's just, he's holding air. It's kind of, it's, it's, it looks like one of those, we, photo, we changed it over a weekend jobs. Yeah, because if you're going to do that... Crop it off of the top. You've got enough room to crop from the the top off. Crop off the right-hand side so you, can, you keep the same aspect ratio. You're going to have to reset the type to be a little bit tighter in there, but that way you lose that empty space near this guy's hands. Hell, cut off right near the, the hoodie and everything, or cut into the hoodie, so you don't have this weird blank area over there it looks like you know they called up joey in the in the graphics department joey wasn't there so they gave it to phil and phil had no fucking idea how to do it so you know honestly you your up... eye is drawn to the black spot yeah isn't it exactly where the yeah. gun used to be even if you didn't know it was there your eyes drawn to i think something was supposed to be there so they could have phil... put yeah they could have <laughs> put something else there like no, banana a high c Capri Sun? I mean, the movie is juice. Then we've got the the 70s porno Superwoman. Well, first of all, I love the tagline, okay? Does two things extremely well. One of them is fly. That's a great <laughs> tagline for a porno. I'm sorry that is. But apparently Warner Brothers, who held the rights to Superman, even though this is a direct parody of Superman, threatened to sue, so they ended up releasing the film as Miss Magnificent. Just doesn't have the same ring to it, does it? Now, let's stick with superheroes. Now, I remember when Canon was going to make their Spider-Man movie in 85 to release in 86. I never knew they actually sent out advance one sheets for their Albert Pin supposedly directed Spider-Man the movie coming from Canon, Xmas 86. So considering the movie was never made, totally justified in pulling that poster, I'm going to have to bet 
that if you've got one of those original one sheets, that's got to be worth some good coin nowadays. Yeah, I would think this would be fairly collectible. Um, is it wrong that I kind of want to see what Canon would have done with Spider-Man? I really want to see what Canon would have done because they did costume tests and stuff like that that they've released photos for. I mean, it wouldn't have been good in the traditional sense considering that the budget kept getting slashed, but I'm curious. I really want to see what Canon would have done with this. Then what the hell was the Spider-Man movie that I did watch in the 80s when I was a kid? Was that like two episodes of the TV show cut together? I was going to say, did he not shoot spider webs? He shot like thin ropes out of his wrists if so it was the 70s tv show they edited a couple of those into tv movies so that's probably uh, what you saw okay yeah we saw it on a projector on film at school oh yeah i'm pretty sure that was the nicholas hammond 70s tv show then let's stick with superheroes a little bit more the 1990 captain america movie which you know mike you and i did a projection booth on it i enjoyed more than i probably should have again i agree why this was pulled the fact that it never got released in theaters and went direct to video two years later, I don't have any problem with them pulling the Captain America poster. <laughs> yeah, we actually got this at the movie theater where I was working. I remember this. Uh, we had a room upstairs near the projection booth that was just completely Gotta filled. Got to get a name drop in there, don't you? Oh, yeah. Completely filled with promotional materials, most of them had, you know, for movies that had come and gone. And they had tubes and tubes and tubes of posters, and this was one of them. And I still kind of kick myself to this day that I didn't take it. Well, and then we got the the never-released Roger Corman Fantastic Four. Now, I've seen this poster at, like, cons and comic book stores have some originals of these. I never knew that this actually was sent, this Fantastic Four poster was ever actually sent to theaters. But apparently it was. Again, considering that they never intended to release the movie even when they made it, why would you then send out the posters? Maybe that new documentary that's coming out will explain that, but that one's kind of weird to me. I mean, that movie is actually worse than the official one that got released all those years later. Oh, no, no, no. I enjoyed the 1994 movie. I hated the big-budget Mark Lost one. Trust me, I hated that one, too, and I hated the Silver Surfer uh, almost as much. But, oh, this, yeah, so bad. And I'm sorry, I just, I don't like this original at all. Especially, maybe had they gone in and done some redubbing, but I remember specifically not understanding Doctor Doom at all. Well, now we go to one. I've never seen this movie. I was completely unaware of the trailer, but this is some incredibly shoddy work. Homework. You can't do it enough. Every young man needs a teacher. And it's got an older woman in like an evening dress. You know, she looks like she's going to go out and dance, out to dance. And she's like looking longingly up at we can't see his face. But, you know, a teenage boy standing up on a ladder doing something. Apparently it was, I don't know, that's the re-release poster. I'm okay with that. But the original poster... She is just in a bra and panties. One of the legs of the ladder is missing for some reason. Did either of you guys notice that too? That it's even got it's even got the crossbar in the middle connecting to nothing. I have a hard time believing that these posters weren't flipped because it seems like the one um, that allegedly fixed 
the problems of the other or yeah it's they i can't believe that either one of them was put out there but the the original with this horrible photo manipulation where her face doesn't even match her body whatsoever and it's not the same as the other poster she's got the same complexion of like a frankenhooker on this poster it is just so wrong yeah what the hell were they thinking and it's weird that like the ladder is cropped differently the the man i assume that's a man that his butt is bigger than the other one it's just like what were you guys doing the proportions are getting completely jacked up i'm comparing the two posters that's a girl's ass by the way and this is coming from a gay man so he knows yeah, what happened to that leg on that ladder? It's, it's there in the original. No, no, no. In the re-release, the one where she's wearing the dress is the re-release version. The f- horrible Photoshop is the first version, which, uh, again, I, I think they passed it off to, to Phil when Joe wasn't there from Mike's example. Then we come to the UK poster for the Deer Hunter, which is which is a black and white image with just the red bandana of the of the russian roulette scene and it was pulled because it was too disturbing i mean okay with a title like the deer hunter if you don't know what the movie is about it doesn't sell the movie properly fair enough i don't consider that disturbing the 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 american posters for the deer hunter have people hunting deer you see that poster for the deer hunter that uk one you go well you're doing it wrong you're not supposed to point the gun at yourself this is the image that I think of when I think of the Deer Hunter poster. So Same here, honestly, because that's yeah. one of the most iconic images from the movie. So it, I was, I mean, when I think Deer Hunter, this is the scene that I think of. And this is, you know, other than the wedding scene, you know, maybe they should have just had the wedding part on the poster. Then we come to Harry and the Hendersons. This, the original poster was withdrawn for being too scary for children. It's just... A big fuzzy hand holding a rose and a couple of sad looking eyes in the darkness. Honestly, it's a creepy poster for a kid's movie. Totally a horror film. You know, I don't care if it's holding a rose. I mean, I, I remember Flowers in the Attic. This there's nothing good happening on this poster here. So when I can you can't believe your eyes, trust your heart. I yeah, I can totally see why they got rid of this. I think it was just too creepy. I mean, those are rape eyes that Harry's got. <laughs> oh, Christ, we're into geek territory, aren't we? Well, and, and then we go to Ralph Bakshi's Wizards. I'm on record thinking that's one of his best films. The original poster was pulled for one of the dumbest reasons ever. On the back of Peace's animal transportation thing, there's a tiny little skull with no bottom jaw. The Grateful Dead sued because it was too close to their logo. That is ridiculous to me. Bakshi sued the makers of the Joust video game, because whenever I see this, this is the only thing I think of, is is trying to get those stupid birds to land on those frickin' platforms. I, From what I understand, there's a bone in everyone's body that is called a skull. Um, you may not be familiar with this, but apparently it rests somewhere above the neck. And is this like one of those appendix kind of things where it doesn't make a difference in you? I, it might be. I. It's not 100% medically accurate like um, human centipede. But from what I understand, this bone kind of looks like that drawing. And I think that that 
kind of bone thing has been used in other stuff. Like I'm thinking like pirates or something. So I don't necessarily see how that could could be really kind of copywritten and stuff. Well, what about the original Fugitive poster? That was a real wanted poster style. Reward, wanted for murder, Harrison Ford, the Fugitive. I think rightfully so. Harrison Ford had an issue with them having Harrison Ford wanted for murder, not Richard Kimball. I agree with that one. <laughs> yeah, I agree with that one because I could see if some some old woman thought, that, oh my God, they really want him, and then like sees him like walking down the street and it's gone with the leaves. I found Harrison Ford, arrest him. Yeah, I, I I totally can see if if Sigourney Weaver has problems with them using her image in the poster, I would definitely have problems if I was Harrison Ford and they said that I was wanted for murder. Well, do you think Brad Pitt brought up the fact that in Italy they advertised Twelve Years a Slave with him and Chithwell Elfor is just kind of an afterthought? I that poster is amazing <laughs> for all the wrong reasons. But it's so amazing. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I could see why, because it's Brad Pitt. It's it's not the first time they've sold the power of a movie on a lesser star. But it's 12 years a slave. <laughs> to put the white guy on the poster as the, as the dominant force, that's some borderline racism. Well, not borderline. That's straight-out racism. The terrible Ben Stiller, Vince Vaughn, Jonah Hill movie, Neighborhood Watch. That came out... Shortly after the Trayvon Martin incident happened, yeah, they had issues with that poster as soon as that happened, didn't they? I think they should have just canned the movie, and not because of Trayvon Martin, but just because, because it, was it was Ben Stiller. Yeah. I mean, you put Ben Stiller and Vince Vaughn in a film together. I like Vince Vaughn, by the way, but you put those two in a film together, it's not going to be good. You add Jonah Hill to the mix, it's really not going to be good. Just... Release it to video quietly six months later. Don't worry about it. Call it whatever the hell you want. Put it out a few months later on video. Drop it like it's hot. I remember originally seeing it advertised as Neighborhood Watch and then like, oh, they changed it because, oh, you know, that controversy. I'm like, wait, what controversy? And then it was Trayvon Martin. I'm like, I never would have connected the two things. That's pretty much what everybody said. It was like, I never put these two together in my head until you told me that. And now let's end on one. Alex, did you ever see the 1991, in quotes, comedy film, The Pope Must Die It? Yes, I have seen The Pope Must Die It. I, I saw it as The Pope Must Die It. That was when it was on TV. Uh, well, I don't necessarily remember what the movie was about because it was that memorable, but I definitely remember when we... <laughs> got in a shipment of stickers to put the tea in diet onto um all of the posters the i think we had three or four the pope must die at the movie theater and it was just like really <laughs> you guys have problem with that and i just felt so bad for robbie cochran because it was just like hey you're fat is <laughs> what it should have been called after that, it's like, okay, I guess that was the easiest way they could go about changing the title en masse is putting T's on it. And the T's all looked like little crucifixes, so that was just kind of even stranger to well, me. Well, what the movie is, is Rory Coltrane, Coltrane gets, the, the, the Pope dies, and so they, basically, the Catholic Church is so corrupt, they are misusing the bank 
And so they need just like a dummy pope that they can manipulate. So they just promote this priest up. And then when he stumbles upon it, they try and comically keep, they get the mob involved to try and kill him. Therefore, the pope must die. Well, New York City wouldn't put posters up. Lots of distributors wouldn't take a movie called The Pope Must Die. And get this, when they tried to market the movie in Ireland, they said, we won't even let you bring this movie to our shores. Imagine that. The Irish had a problem with someone trying to kill the Pope. I mean, it's not like they said, hey, potato face, or hey, black eyes are how we, how we say I love you. It was The Pope Must Die in a comedy. I mean, come on. This is ridiculous. Then to change it to die yet? That shit was just lazy. Now I want to make my James Joyce adaptation and call it Hey Potato Face. <laughs> <laughs> I have to say it's a weird f***ing title, though, to call it The Pope Must Die. I mean, there was that Death of a President movie that came out just a few years ago, and people were refusing to call it Death of a President. They were calling it dopa instead and i was just like dopa what the hell is that and oh death of a present okay but yeah this is just it was just strange man so yeah it it got even weirder though because i remember when i watched the pope must die it on tv for a movie about dieting there are so few fat jokes there's a lot of there's a lot of people in sniper crosshairs though yeah and like there has not been one joke about this man's weight Except if you read the back of the box in America, they very much make it all about this fat, slovenly guy, I guess, to sell the diet thing. It it was sloppy. Let's put it that way. This was a sloppy release on every level. They they still say the the, the story of the movie, but they toss in like the word fat every couple sentences. Yeah. The Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles one is why. So what happened was, obviously, different countries get the movies at different times. In America, we get it in August. The poster is the four turtles jumping off of an exploding building. Well, the Australian release date is September 11th. So the Australian Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles poster is the four turtles jumping off an exploding building with a huge September 11th underneath it. This is the dumbest controversy ever. It is dumb. It's, it's so laughably dumb. Like, with Spider-Man, we were like, okay, you know, they should have taken that off. It was far too close. It's been, like, it's been long enough that I have to stop for a moment to count the years. So then it's been too long. We can move on. And they're not jumping off the World Trade Center. They're jumping off of some whatever apartment building. And there there were no turtles at ground zero you don't so. know that man jesse ventura's jesse ventura will will launch an investigation into that okay he can find out if there were mutant turtles there or not but until that becomes you know the official story i think it's absolutely ridiculous i would be much more terrified of these horrific looking beasts than i would be of terrorists and that there's a tenuous connection. I mean, this is the Australian poster. So who gives a shit? They don't have September 11th over there. They jump from 10th to the 12th. They don't have the date. I mean, this is Australia, people. They don't have certain things that we do, like democracy. So who cares? They can have all the Ninja Turtles they want, and I don't even think that this thing looks like a building. So, yeah, it's not Twin Towers, like Alex said. It's It's a date i mean are we gonna not have explosions on any poster that happens to be released in the fall i mean it's so stupid 
Just America, so dumb. The United States controls the world, so every country must, you know, respect. We ask to us. Yes, yes, they must respect our pussified sensibilities. Well, what about then the Sin City Two post? Because for that, it was basically was it Rosario Dawson or Eva Mendez? Eva Green. Eva Green. Sorry, it was Eva Green. Her dress was too transparent, and so you could kind of see her nipples poking through. And so the MPAA would not allow it. First of all, what the hell does the MPAA have to do with what posters look like? But I, I can get porn on any internet-capable device in the world, and you're going to bitch because I can see Eva Green's nipples maybe kind of sort of almost maybe poking through a movie poster? Yeah, it seems a little silly and very prudish to me. And it, rather than ban the poster can you ask for it to be maybe touched up a little maybe move the logo up a little or something turn the air conditioning off yeah something like that get her a towel something like that you know i just hit a water buffalo can i borrow your towel but yeah it's just i don't know i'm not really seeing well i'm not seeing nearly enough because i'm just very happy with this poster well, Josh, you say kind of, sort of see her nipples. No, you can see it. You you can you can clearly see a tit there. It's it's there's no halfway that there is there's boob in that poster. I think that should have been the red band poster. <laughs> like it should have had like a little red curtain over it at the, the theater. <laughs> you must be 18 or older to look at this poster. You know, it's the same thing where it's like, if you're going to have this stuff that goes out, you know, there should be an approval process. And if the MPAA suddenly thinks, or they probably don't suddenly think, because I think they've actually banned stuff, banned posters before. But if they're part of the approval process, get it approved and then you're all set, you know, and if you want to release that just on your website, because I just think about all the printing costs and all that kind of horseshit that just goes along with this stuff, and it always just makes me feel bad. Exactly. Yeah, the controversy over the Sin City poster is like, if I released a picture with just dicks and twats everywhere, and people are like, well, we're not hanging this up in our theater, I would understand why. I still don't think it's all that graphic, honestly. There's an entire boob on that poster, Josh. It's it's technically covered. That's like saying, well, you don't have to wear panties because pubic hair covers up a vagina. Are we too picky when it comes to this stuff, or is this really on a case-by-case basis? I would say it's we're being too picky because out of all the ones we talked about tonight, I think can only think of four or maybe five where I'm like, yeah, that was right to have pulled it. So I think we're just way too picky as an audience. Yeah, I completely agree, and um, I especially agree that you're too picky, because there's no way in hell I would remember that the guy's watch was on the wrong wrist. So, creative license. You never saw it. It was never there. Never saw what? Exactly. When you say we're too picky... As a culture, I mean. Okay, as a culture, yeah, we are, especially. And the, the TMNT thing really, really does go to show that. Or, because I just – that's face-palming right there. So where can we find Mike White from the projection booth next to the room where they store all of the recalled posters? You can find me over at projection-booth.com. Alex Sideboobjowski. That's like a three-quarter boob, but it's at geekjuicemedia.com. You can find me at 1201beyond.com, and you can contact the show at 1201beyond at gmail.com. And I'm pretty sure the poster for Radio Drum would get pulled because I'd go way over the line with it. You'd go full frontal. 
a swindle. Radio Drone is a 1201 Beyond production. Visit 1201beyond.com for more great shows.